the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room Podcast. We are here to podcast about anything and everything Star Wars with you. Please visit our Star Wars play current and past episodes. That's HTTPS colon backslash backslash R-A-B-R KyleJorgensen.us That's R-A-B-R dot K-A-I-L-E-J-O-H-A-N-S-E-N dot U-S On the left hand side is a navigation menu. You can use this to learn how to load the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room podcast on your Android or Apple phone and tablet. And we have direct links to our podcast on Apple and Google Podcasts. Please participate by connecting to our social media, answering questions of the week, or submitting mm-hmm. feedback directly from the site. Feedback. Again, all of these are available on the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room website at R-A-B-R-K-A-I-L-E-J-O-H-A-N-S-E-N dot U-S. And now, it's time to talk Star Wars. I am Kyle John Johansson, and this is Andrew Scott Sutton. Say hello. Hello. We're back again. Today we're reviewing Star Wars The Mandalorian, The Big Show. Uh, Season 3, Chapter 21, called The Pirate. The Pirate. Arg. We don't have any news. The news. Spoiler. Watch the show. Okay. So, our director this episode was Peter Ramsey. It's written, of course, by John Favreau. Edited by Jeff Silbenick. And music score was Joseph Shirley. Our cast, of course, had uh, Dingerin uh, as Pedro Pascal. He had two body doubles, uh, Brendan Wayne and Latif Crowder. We had Bo-Katan as Katie Sekulov. Uh, Paz Vizsla was in here, we ha- who is Tate Fletcher. Colonel Tuttle, uh, which was, uh, you know, the guy that they went in and asked permission to, uh, you know, go on a, a mission to help, uh, help Navarro. That mm-hmm. was Tim Meadows. I don't know if you recognized him, but Tim Meadows yeah. is a, a comedian of some sorts. Life, baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course, we had Ella Kane, our uh, our uh, amnesty uh, chick that's against everybody. Mm-hmm. Was Kate Kate M O'Brien? Uh, the armorer was Emily Swallow. Captain Carson Vega, our uh, our rebel uh, uh, fighter guy, was Paul's son, Huyn Lee. Uh, there was a civil engineer in. Uh, in uh, Grief Cargo's office named London Kim. Uh, there was that droid again, and the Navarro, uh, they call him the Navarro Copper Droid. Well, the voice was played by Parvesh Chinna. We had, uh, we had Grief in there, was played by who? What's his name? Carl Weathers? Yeah. We had Carl Weathers, right? Gordon Shard was played by Nano So Anazozi. There was the uh, bartender at the bar that we saw. Uh, that was played by Misty Rosa. There was a trapper wolf. It was played by Dave Filoni. 
There was someone called Jib Dodger, played by Rick Foot Fujimami. Um, Sasha Kettler was pay, played by Deborah Chow. And if you didn't recognize, those were the three uh, main directors for this Mandalorian. They were all in the episode. We saw Zeb, uh, our favorite guy from uh, Rebels, the big uh, purple uh, uh, f- strong guy, Zeb. He was yeah. played by Jeff Jeff Bloom. And then, of course, we had Pirate Cox Swain, played by Matt Frazier, and Pirate Vane, played by uh, Marty Maltus. Um, we saw the Alzinians, the uh, droid smiths, all played by Shirley Henderson. And then there was a Lieutenant Reed, also uh, played by Max Lloyd Jones. It's a pretty big cast this week. We had quite a few people mm-hmm. in there. So we're gonna we're gonna visit our other uh, location uh, near Hangar Thirty Five. We are proud to welcome our latest sponsor, Juan's Cantina, where every first week of the month on the standard galactic calendar, we celebrate what the ancients call Cinco de Mayo. Come join us at Juan's for the food, mariachi music, and 34 flavors of margaritas. That's Juan's Cantina right next to the Hangar 94 of Mos Eisley Spaceport. On day two of the week is Taco Tuesday. All tacos are half a credit each and enjoy their house margaritas. Juan's Cantina also serves the Galactic Flamus Dos Camarones Azul Cerveza imported directly from Kessel. Thank you again for our latest Blue shrimp beer, Juan's Cantina. Blue shrimp beer, yeah. So that one's a little farther away. It's uh, at uh, Hangar 94, which is where... Uh, Han Solo landed his mm-hmm. ship. That's where uh, Luke and uh, Ben met Han Solo at the Hangar 94. Anyway, so near there is where they're at. Chewy 2. Yeah, Chewy 2. Uh, that's right. The Mandalorian Season 3, Chapter 21, The Pirate, first aired on March uh, 29th. It was 44 minutes long, um, mm-hmm. and it is still in the timeline of nine before uh, the uh, Death Star was blown up. Uh, so that means it's time to grab your favorite beverage, pull up a chair, and join us in the Rebel Alliance briefing room. <laughs> My favorite part right there. Boom. Boom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, with your tools, yeah, <laughs> gong <laughs> exactly. She goes in there, she ruined him. Damn, yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, I said chapter 21, the pirate. So, this uh starts out. Uh, on Navarro, the High Magistrate Grief Karga and two galactic civil engineers discuss designs of the city. I'll put this over here so I can see you better. Uh, city suddenly screams emanate from outside and Karga's patrol droid comes in and reports that a pirate corsair 
is violating the airspace of the population zone. Mm-hmm. Pirate King Gorin Shard hails Karga uh, on the uh, Zoom phone and argues at, uh, about the death of his, several of his crew at, the, at his hands and Din Djarin. Shara then starts an aerial bombardment of the settlement. Karga uh, sends distress messages to Captain Carson Vega, requesting help from the New Republic. The High Magistrate and the people of Navarro then evacuate to the lava fl- flats outside the city. Uh, okay. Uh, at the Adelphi New Republic outpost, Captain Tiva sits at a bar. The bartender informs him that a message has come through and hands him a data disc. Tiva plays the message and watches uh, Grief Karga request for help. Uh, Garbus Aurelis overhears the message and sits down beside Teva. They discuss going to Coruscant to request permission for to intercede. And they don't think it's going to happen. Captain Teva travels to Coruscant. In his office, Colonel Tuttle discusses Navarro and the pirates with Teva. Uh, all suddenly, Ella Kane joins the conversation, stating that not Navarro should have joined the New Republic if they wanted help. Mm. What's her endgame? I think her endgame's coming soon. I think she's uh, she's trying to cause dissent and everything in the New Republic so that uh, something else can take over. Mm-hmm. Teva remarks that her views are very imperial in nature. Ultimately, Tuttle denies sending Help to Navarro because it is not a member planet. The captain storms out of the office in disgust. Uh, then we see Captain Teva tracks down the Mandalorian covert with the help of the R5 droid uh, that he he's able to track. He lands and walks up to the entrance of the hideout, but the Mandalorians are not happy at his arrival and tell him he is not welcome. Go away, stranger. Teva informs him that Dingerin is his friend and Grief Karga was under attack by pirates. Uh, you know, he gives him the whole spiel and makes him feel bad. And Teva leaves promises and promises not to reveal the location to the covert of the covert. Uh, then we see Dingerin is holding the hammer of the armor and we're in there giving some sort of speech to the to the entire covert that the Mandalorians help That's how they get their that's how they get their turn to speak to take the hammer from the armor. I know. I know. Not that's uh, everybody needs to shut the fuck up and listen to it's, it's a speech hammer. Um mm-hmm. so he's trying to convince them to help Karga and rescue Navarro uh where they could relocate um mm-hmm. and start over uh, because they have offered lots of land, right? Mm. After his speech, the armor asks if anyone else wishes to speak. And Paz Vizsla stands up. He takes the hammer. And he begins talking badly about Mando. 
And uh, he also talks about seeing other Mandalorians fall in the hands of Imperials on Navarro and asks why they should lay their lives down yet again. Vizsla says it is because they are Mandalorians and they will fight by Dinjarin and Bo-Katan since they have helped with his son Ragnar. Uh, outside, Grizel tells the Mandalorians they need to operate as a tight military unit. They decide that her Cormac class fighter uh, will be what they use to drop into the city. Uh, the pirates are fooling around on Navarro City. Uh, we see several of them drinking in a bar. We see, uh, you know, they're shooting at whatever. They're, I think one group starts to shoot at the little rat things in the trees. Mm -hmm. um, and then suddenly they see Dinjarin's in one starfighter fly overhead. Uh-oh. Dinjarin attacks the Gorn Shard Corsair. And Shard sends pirate snub fighters to pursue him, um, which was the plan, right? While Dinjarin distracts the, the snub fighters and the Corsair, uh, Bo-Katan flies her gauntlet fighter over the city, allowing the Mandalorians to drop down to the surface. Uh, Bo-Katan takes out one of the Corsair's engines, and Shard orders the snub fighters to regroup. The Mandalorians go on a, on battleground with the pirates and eventually run them out of the city where Karga and the Navarro sin, citizens pin them down. Uh, that's where we see the uh, Alzenians uh, all excited uh, because everything's going to be okay. They're jumping up and down on top of some crates. It's going to be okay. Oh, boy. Bane's piloting the only remaining snub fighter um, and, and eventually uh, abandons his crew. Shard yells at Bane, calling him a coward. You coward, why have you left me? Um, and I think we see the, uh, a huge battle there in the air where they're uh, you know, attacking the fighters and you know, Kriz or Bo-Katan and, and Dijon are taking them out. And we also missed the big battle where uh, you were mentioning that the the armor is using her hammer and uh, tongs to attack um, some of the people that are in, uh, I guess it's Grief Karga's office, right? Yeah. She, uh, they were pinned down by the big gun that was on the balcony of that office. Yep. Yep. And she she decides to go in with her hammer and her tongs and and take them out. And she really beats the crap out of them, doesn't she? With that hammer, she's like bang, 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 and they're dead. Of course, we didn't see any of the blood because that would be a lot of blood. But that was a pretty big battle there. And then, like you said, they were they were constantly uh, being hit by that guy that, with the big cannon. And uh, once that was clear, they were able to get all the uh, all the uh, pirates out of the city uh, towards uh, where Karga's men were, and uh, you know, got them all held up and, and captured. 
Yeah. And then Shard Shard yells at Bane for being a coward and refuses to retreat and attempts to shoot down shoot at the citizens, but Dinjarin and Bo Katan bring down the ship which impacts Navarro's surface in a huge explosion. And we assume that uh, since we saw Shard uh, fall with the ship that he's probably dead as well. Karga thanks the Mandalorians and announces that he that they now have a home on Navarro to which the townsfolk cheer and celebrate. Yay, and now they have uh, you know someone to police the uh, city that has um, some muscle. Um, after the conflict, Oz Vizsla tells Bo-Katan that the armor wants to talk to her. Uh-oh. No. She's in trouble. Vizsla walks Bo-Katan through the Navarro sewer and into the armor's workshop. Where the armor begins to compare the workshop to the Great Forge on Mandalore. She says something about there's 15, 20 different people forging on that Great Forge on Mandalore. And commented how the two forges serve the same purpose despite their size differences. The armor then asks Bo Katan to remove her helmet. And she's like, What? It's a test. I'm not going to remove my helmet. Uh, and then she, uh, the armor insists uh, to remove it because it is the way of the Mandalore. Because it, it is the way. And the armor says, Does Bo Katan respect her station? And again, requests that she remove her helmet, and Bo-Katan obliges. So she takes off her helmet. She's like, whew, glad I got that thing off. That thing was hot. The armor says that is not enough for only a few to walk the way, that all the Mandalorians must walk it. She notes that Bo-Katan claims of seeing a Mythosar and states it to be a sign a new age of Mandalore. The armor tells Bo-Katan that she is the one who can unite the Mandalorians. Hmm. So, at this point, at this point, my first thought was, oh, we're going to go outside and she's going to challenge Mando to a fight with a black saber. But the, is that the only, that's the only way she can get the black saber, right? Yeah, you have to win it in a fight. And but I don't think I don't I don't think they're there yet though. If she's gonna leave the Mando Mandalorians, she needs to have the Black Saber then, right? She, there's no talk about her her leading them right now. She's uniting them, meaning she's gonna go she's gonna well, find them and bring them together. Find, listen to me. If she's gonna I heard go you. find them, if she's gonna go out and find them and improve. And attempt to bring them back. Don't you think she needs a black saber for proof uh, that she? No, I don't think so. Okay. I I think it might happen later, but I don't think it's it's necessary. That would be a contention point. I don't think so. It, you only need it to be a, the ruler, and we don't know 
who the ruler is right now. It could be the armor, for all we know. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's 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 all up in the air, and we don't know any of that for sure. I mean, we've this is the fifth episode of eight, so we've got a couple episodes to find out what's going to happen with that <laughs> dark saber for sure. Um, but good. she, this next part is pretty good too. Yep. Uh she can reunite. So the two uh, walk up to the surface where all the other Mandalorians are, and Bo-Katan has her, still has her helmet off. The armor announces the children of the watch that Bo-Katan will find other Mandalorians and bring them back uh, to uh, the covert. Bizzla begins to question Bo-Katan showing her face, but the armor defends her, saying that Bo-Katan walks both worlds. This is the way. And the, and the armor announced it is time to retake Mandalore. Retake it. So that means that, that means, never mind. I guess I'm That's just probably, on, I'm just, I guess I'm just hooked on that. That she needs a black saber to be able to lead him. Well, I don't but think we've got going out to find him. I don't think we've gotten that far yet. Yeah, so that's why. Okay. I think I think once once she starts to get some back and they uh, all reunite, let's say, what I think that think? might happen then. Maggie, what do you think? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, exactly. What then we have about. a we have another scene here where uh, Carson Eva is patrolling deep space, and he comes across the remains of a Lambda class shuttle. Uh, he contacts Lieutenant Reed to report the discovery, and Reed confirms that this has been reported. This has been a report of a missing craft in the area, but there aren't details of who it was classified to, to or, or for. Teva asks his astromech droid R seven to send out a probe to inspect the damaged shuttle. Reed checks the flight times of the craft and finds. They match those of a ship that transported Moff Gideon to the new, his New Republic trial. And we know that he never showed up to the trial. And then Teva, Teva's probe discovers several bodies of New Republic officers as well as a fragmented a fragment of Beskar alloy. Uh-oh. Only Mandalorians use Beskar. What? Mm-hmm. But, it's embedded in, in but, the wall. But, but what did Mando get paid in by the first Empire? What did he get paid in? It's true. He got paid, paid in Beskar, didn't he? Got paid in Beskar. So it could be a plant. It could be anything, right? It could be that. Uh, See, you remember in remember last year when Ahsoka was there and she was fighting that one lady, and she had a. Uh, she had a staff that was made out of Beskar. Yeah. And she wasn't a Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. She just had this staff. So mm-hmm. it could be something like that, where someone's got a, a Mandalorian mm-hmm. artifact to, it, that they're using Man- or something. Ma- Mando took it back, and then the armor took it from Mando because it was not a proper weapon. Right. I, I, I know that 
that's not the one. I'm just saying it could be something like that. So they have yeah, another weapon that that someone else has, or or maybe some armor that they had, or whatever. I don't know. I think it's a plant too, just to cause uh, you know dissent or whatever. Um, and it says here uh, this causes the pilot to question if Gideon was taken by Mandalorians. Maybe they wanted to get even with him or something. I don't, that's, that's what they're thinking. Or the Mandalorians helped him escape. Ooh. And that's possible because uh, uh, in the past, the reason he had the dark saber was because he was trying to take over Mandalore and become uh, ruler of Mandalore. Mm-hmm. So maybe he has some Mandalorians trying to get even with him, or maybe they're retaliating. Uh, maybe it's all a plant like that, like we said. Um, and that's kind of my question of the week, too, I think. Let's see. The question of the week is, did some rogue Mandalorians break, uh, break out Moth Gideon? And, you know, I've kind of talked about it, but you already said that the uh, you think it's a plant too, right? It's not really uh, mm-hmm. what it's meant to be. Did they kill him or what? No, Moff Gideon's still alive. They they didn't find his body. Um, so we so we assume he's alive still. Um, and he's supposed to be in an episode later in the season two uh, of this season, so. We know he's alive. What else you got? Anything else you got got about that? Nope. We know uh, Bo-Katan's going out to find more Mandalorians, and we know that uh, um, Moff Gideon's still out there doing something. And the New Republic is struggling to... uh, to keep things going. Anything else? No. Right. So we're going to ask for some feedback. 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 At kylejohansen.us. That's feedback. K-A-I-L-E-J-O-H-A-N-S-E-N. Dot U-S. Yeah, so you can go to that email address, feedback at kyledrahenson.us. That's our first method. Um, You can go to our website, and on the left-hand side is a link that uh, says feedback. And you click that, and it'll bring you into a form. Hold on a second. What am I holding for? Nothing. It'll bring you to a, a page like this. You click on feedback. And then you fill out this form here. And it tells you that you're not required to sign in unless you want to save the information for your future use. So you just fill out first question that says uh, provide your name. You can say anything you want. We don't really care. 
And then your answer uh, is to, you know, if you have any opinions, ideas, results, comments, you know, you uh, think that Scott is a Sith because he's wearing red today. Um, anything, if you have corrections to anything we've said, I'm a Sith. put those in there and submit it. Tell Scott he's a Sith. Uh, then we have uh, questions of the week over here on the left-hand side also. And if we go and look at these, you can fill out the question. Uh, this question is from last week. Did Bo-Katan, does Bo-Katan go look for the Mythosaur? And then we've got some answers here you can pick. And then down below, there's a comment section where you can add a comment about what you answered or anything about the show. We don't care. Just put some some sort of comments in there. Um, and we're on uh, Twitter as well. So if you click on the uh, Twitter icon here over on the left-hand side, you can see that we're, uh, we're on Twitter at, at super underscore duper uh, underscore pod right here. And we have uh, Juan's Cantina has uh, a Twitter page also. Um, so you can send us messages through there. Um, and you can go to our YouTube channel over here. And you can look at our episodes. And every episode has a section where you can leave a comment. Um, and we'll look at those comments and reply to them. Uh, we don't have very many comments available right now, but we want all of your comments. Um, I was going to point out your, um, you know, this is the Bad Batch episode that for last week. We had 29 people view um, that episode, and the episode for The Mandalorian, we had 88 people uh, attempt to view the episode. It says here under analytics that... Um, there was a watch time of 2.7 hours out of all those 88 people. So we had some, we had probably like five or six people actually watch the entire 49-minute um, episode. Um, probably, yeah, closer to six, six or seven people. Um, so I'd like to encourage those people to leave some comments so that we know you're there. You know, just tell us uh, you liked it. We did get a couple likes on that episode too, Scott. And I don't know Ooh. who did that, but we had two likes, um, which was, uh, and we had one dislike, it looks like, which is funny. Um, Rick. Yeah, Rick didn't like it. So 67% of the people like our, our podcast, let's <laughs> just say. Cool. So that's all the fun stuff there. Uh, no more screen sharing. Got to switch it. There we go. So hopefully uh, this week will be the same. I think uh, you know we get a we we post quite a bit on Twitter um, during the uh, the day of the premiere of the episode, and we get a lot of traffic from that. That's that's why we went up to 88 people in 24 hours, because we were in the main feed quite a bit. 
Um, so people would look at it and see it and stuff like that. Um, we're we, a couple, we got a couple followers too the uh, that week too. We gained uh, two extra followers on Twitter. Um, yeah, we're up to three followers on Spotify. Uh, let's see. Uh, GeoSaven. We're up to four people that are are watching or listening to episodes. Um, yeah, in YouTube, we, we have five people who are following us now on YouTube. Um, for the longest time, it was only Scott, so we've got five people now following us on YouTube as well. So that's a good sign. Right, Scott? Yes, sir. Any other comments about the episode? No. Or is it uh, buffet time? Actually, it's early, so I need to go take the doggies for are you in? Oh, see? You had me rush through it, now you're way early. What's up with that? <laughs> It'll make the right. offer much more nice if they are you in. I know. I know. Let me uh, let me push this last button. Thank you for listening to the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room Podcast. Please visit our website where you can play current and past episodes. That's https colon backslash backslash rabrkyledrickinson.us That's r-a-b-r dot k-a-i-l-e-j-o-h-a-n S-E-N dot U-S. On the left-hand side is a navigation menu. You can use this to learn how to load the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room podcast on your Android or Apple phone and tablet. And we have direct links to our podcast on Apple and Google Podcasts. Please participate by connecting to our social media, answering questions of the week, or submitting feedback directly from the site. Again, all of these are available at the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room website a-B-R-K-A-I-L-E-J-O-H-A-N-S-E-N dot U-S. This podcast in no way is approved, sponsored, or owned by Lucasfilms LTD, Disney, Disney Plus, or any of its subsidiaries. All opinions are solely owned by Kyle and or Scott, and in no way express the views or opinions of their past or present employers. Views and opinions are not supported or restricted by Lucasfilms, LTD, Disney, Disney Plus, or any of its subsidiaries. Any rebroadcast, reproduction, or any or other use of this podcast and its affiliate sites without consent of Super Duper Podcast Network and its host is prohibited. Oh no. I am Kyle John Hansen, and this is Andrew Scott Seven. Say goodbye now. Bye now. Say bye, Scott. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye now. He's going to watch some other show. Bye-bye. I put him on for the dogs.